This is the Critical Conversations podcast, a KPOV special project developed to feature unique perspectives and the courage it takes to go there, challenge mundane thought, and question the norm. Jody, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So let's start with, if you don't mind, start current. What are you doing right now? What is your life right now? Right now, I work retail. I've been at the same business for about six years, a little over. And I recently received my license through real estate and um, just looking forward to start that as my my future future job. Where do you live? Over uh, in Bend here, over by Mount View High School. Okay. And you're, the home you're living in is yes. a home that uh, you purchased through Habitat for Humanity of Bend and Redmond. Yes, correct. And you have children. I do. I have three kids, Tommy, Robert, and Kaylee. And are any of them still living at home with you? Robert and Kaylee are. Tommy is officially going to be moving out and starting his own, or to get his own um, place with his girlfriend. So you moved to Bend um, in 1999, right, yes. from California? Correct, yeah. Okay. And uh, so let's, I guess let's just talk about a little bit about your, just kind of your history, your story. And so you moved to Bend, and were you married then, or did you get married when you got here? I, I got married later on um, after being here, and um, I had my three kids, and but yeah, so I moved up here and raised my three children most of the time on my own. Um, it was in 2011 is when I became a single mom and had been in an abusive relationship. And so had to kind of start all over from scratch. I stayed at a shelter um, and eventually went on to get my our first apartment like after everything had happened. Just wanted to, I thought I'd never have a chance to be able to purchase a house on my own. I thought that we would get stuck renting. So I kind of went on and um, researched Habitat for Humanity and some other programs. Why was it that you thought you would uh, never be able to own your own home? Just because of only, you know, my income level and being a single mom and not having the assistance. I didn't have any kind of uh, child support coming in. So it was all done on my own. And yeah, so I thought that it would be too expensive for me to to afford. You were working full-time all this time? Yes. yes. Okay. And so why was it important for you to be able to own a home? Just to be able to have that stability for my kids and something I could pass down to them later on in life, you know, that they would always have that home, that permanent home to come home to. And was the rental, were you finding the rental situation kind of unstable here in Bend? It was. The prices kept going up. Um, we downsized a couple times from where we were living just because of the, the prices of the rentals. And eventually we were, you know, on our own in a, in a smaller apartment. And with all the abuse that had happened, I ended up, you know, I went to the shelter and then we looked into that program for Habitat. You said you did some research on Habitat. Yeah. And what drew you to wanting to look at purchasing a home through Habitat for Humanity? Just it's such a wonderful program that, you you know, you do so many volunteer hours. You're helping other families get their first home. And then eventually after, you know, your hard work pays off and it helps for the closing cost. And we were able to, yeah, to get our first home. So it's, it was a good learning experience, too. One of the things I think people uh, believe about Habitat 
I guess a couple of things are one is that people who like have jobs and work full time aren't qualified right, to get homes through Habitat. And I think the other one is that the homes are basically given to people. That, so, yeah. So that's what I wanted to ask about those two questions. So you were working full time. Yes. And had, I guess, I mean, I don't know where you were working. Probably not a great income in Bend is, you know, yeah. in, in these kinds of in jobs that aren't professional like you are about to start. Right? <laughs> so I guess that's my question. You, you were working full time but still couldn't afford a home. Yes. We actually, um, I had a HUD for a while. It was the, uh, sorry. Housing and <laughs> Urban Development. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that was our program we were using, and it was just too hard to do it any other way at the time. And then so the other piece, and this is where I want to – we can start getting into the, the habitat process, is it's actually you purchasing the home. Yes. Okay. How did that work? I, I know it said you, you said you started volunteering at Habitat. Yes. All right. And then where did, how did it go from there? What was the next step? I had talked to Dee Dee. She she would come down into the warehouse where we were doing the volunteer work, and I asked her how how I could start the program and build a home for, for my kids. And she told me that you want to be employed at a place for, I believe it was about two years, and um, solid, you know, just staying at that same place. And then eventually, you know, you apply for the program, make sure your credit's good, and they help you along the way to uh, – get you into that right position to be purchasing. And had you at that time been at your your current workplace for two years? I had. Actually, I think I was pushing more like three years, okay. but I just wanted to make sure everything was was all set. And I had, you know, brought my credit score up really high and pay, started paying off my school loans. And yeah. So that's great. So uh, Dee Dee is here with us. Hi, Dee Dee. Hi. And would you mind, what is your last name, Dee Dee? My last name is Johnson, and okay. I'm the VP of Homeowner Services for Ben Dredman Habitat for Humanity. So Dee Dee is here, and I'm just wondering, uh, Dee Dee, do you remember Jody coming in? I do. I do. I think the staff uh, out in the ReStore fell in love with Jody, and so a lot of times I, uh, they'll, the staff will come over to me and they'll say, we have someone we really want you to talk to. We really think she'd be a great fit for our program. And um, she started as a volunteer, so she didn't start in the program and apply. She actually was a volunteer in our ReStore. And then when the staff kind of wrap around someone and they just think, yeah, this is, this is someone that needs to be involved in our program. And then we were introduced and then we go through this process of saying, okay, this is what it looks like. These are the guidelines. And we, you know, we sit down and we talk about it. And, um, you know, the rest is, it's a partnership for sure, but the rest is really up to the client. It's up to the person to really say, okay, I want to do this. This is for me. Because it's not easy. I mean, you're imagine you're a full-time mom to three children and you're working full-time and you're volunteering, how the heck are you going to fit in another 150 sweat equity hours to, you know, do this application process, get into the home? It, I tell people it pushes your growth edge. Are you ready for it? Because, you know, this is going to be, it's a bit challenging to do, but I just, I really believe that it's true change that happens when we have someone for at least a year in the program and we're able to kind of walk that journey with them, know their story, know where they need to have the extra pushes, know where they need the support. Um, and in turn too, it's a big, uh, it's a huge reward for me, but I get to learn alongside the families. Like what, what makes us better? How can we improve our program? But Jody did all the work. So, you know, I'm just the coach. I loved it though. Pushing along. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> 
you you did you did a lot of volunteer work with Habitat, but I also want to back up because I I know that it couldn't have been all that easy to get all your loans paid off. Yeah, th- that's true. I mean, it did take <laughs> it took a little while, you know, to pay it all back. But it's something I had been working on for previously. I think at the time when I applied, I probably owed about four thousand still, and I just basically would take my tax return and and just pay it off, like everything that I could each year. And <laughs> and then your your credit score, you said you got that up, up by over 120 points. And, I did. Stuff, which is, congratulations. Yes. Was your credit score brought down when you went through the your abuse situation and divorce and all of those things? When I went through all that, I my score, oh, it dropped down quite a bit, but... What I did um, after paying down in the credit, you know, the companies can see as you're paying all this stuff down. So I would go through and see what I owed, if there was any other bills, start paying those off. Um, I think I used Credit Karma to do it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and just basically um, went through all those, the program of that. And, oh, sorry, I had a moment again. <laughs> I get so nervous. <laughs> yeah, I, I think at that point, too, I applied for like Capital One card and got approved. And from there, I just would only spend a little bit, pay it off each month, and my score just started shooting up. How much help and assistance and guidance did you have from Habitat through that whole process? Oh, they were there every step of the way. Um, They would give me ideas of different companies I should be using to, like, for instance, I think my my car insurance was one of them. I found out that the company I was using – was probably a little too high and they recommended shopping around once a year, which I thought was, I didn't know that. And sure enough, I was able to get my, um, my car insurance rates down quite a bit, about $40, I think. Oh, wow. And yeah. and then you, you applied that to your debts and to. Yeah. yeah. Everything to bring my, my income ratio back to the area that it needed to be at. It's not an easy, not everyone can make those quick. She was super committed, like, okay, she heard something and went with it. But a lot of times when people come to us under a lot of stress, and and especially in the circumstance that Jody was coming out of, um, she's, I think, a little bit rare, because when you when you're in that stress, your, your brain doesn't really process right very well sometimes. And so to really find that linear path of these are my goals, I'm committed to it. You know, a lot of folks want to do that for their kids. They know they want that stability. But um, Jody really stayed committed to it. It sometimes takes people longer to kind of get that all right, I have to make some changes here. I have to change the way I'm spending because I'm spending under stress. Right? Yeah. The, the stressed brain is yes. not all that good at long-term thinking. No, it's hard. Right? I mean, it's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's a big piece of, right. There's a bunch so, of yeah, research around that, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, congratulations, kudos, because it Thank really you. is. It, it really is incredible that you were able to do all of those things. So one other component of the, uh, my understanding of this, the process of Habitat for Humanity is volunteering, uh, DD call it sweat equity. Mm-hmm. For your own house, but also for others, right? Yes. So, can you uh, talk talk to that process and how was that for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if you can just kind of talk about what you did, and then I would say how it felt. Right. Oh, it felt good. So, you know, some of the homes, a lot of it would be um, the days I would work. They were, you know, doing some painting and and caulking around, you know, the windows. And so you just you go there and you help, and you know, a little bit of nailing and hammering. But yeah, it's it's very rewarding just to know, and like all of it's gonna you know give that family that permanent stability. 
you know, when they when they finally purchase their home and you know that they're going to be there, that's their forever home or just their safe zone to go to. And you're not necessarily working just on on your home. Yeah, I know. You're working on – well, you do – I think I did a couple days at my own house, but most of the time it's at other people's homes. Because the families are in the program for a year – we're not maybe starting on their home yet. Right. Yes. And so she still has a number of sweat equity hours, a number of hours at the ReStore to do, a number of hours of education to do. So she had to like plan that out each month. Okay, I got this for 12 months. How many hours each week do I have to do in addition to my work schedule to make this work? And so she started out. We start on other other homes. And it's whatever we're, whatever level of building we're at. So sometimes it, it isn't the most glamorous work, but then right. there are times when you do get to put the hammer in your hand yeah. and you, you do get to learn to use those tools. But a lot of times it's really, it's all parts to make that whole picture come together. And so, and it's the camaraderie of the other people alongside, you know, she gets to work on uh, alongside our team, be that you know, our staff or AmeriCorps members, in um, a real people with real lives uh, in the ReStore as well. Like, and I it kind of reminds you how much people care, that there mm. are those good people out there that do care about you. Yeah, so I have this picture. It's, it's a you're – all, you're all a community working together. Yes. Right, to build each other – to build home, each other's homes for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty amazing process. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. And you did it relatively quickly right like 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 everything else (laughs) she was our star student (laughs) she was the star she gets a star so yeah she definitely (laughs) cruised um yeah so she well she put her mind to something and it was like life is not going to be the way it was yeah life is going to be different for me and my family and jody i'm the only one that can make it happen that's right you know yep so i had to re i just researched everything i had to do and Started the whole process, and eventually I got there, and it was actually a lot less time than I thought it would take. Yeah, she was a little shorter than what people normally go through in our program, So, but she did it. Yeah. All right, and so at some point, you learned yes. right, that you were going to get a house. Yes. And can you, can you describe that? Oh, I was so excited. Um, <laughs> we were, we were at, on our vacation, actually, at the coast, and uh, we were at the aquarium, and actually, Dee Dee called me up. And I think you had me on speakerphone with with a few other people, and just just surprised me. And oh, it was so nice. Uh, yeah, I was in the middle of the aquarium and trying to like not be too dramatic because these people don't know who I'm talking to. <laughs> but yeah, it was yeah. it was a very exciting moment to yeah. find out there, and my kids were around, and I could just let them know as soon as I got off the phone that we had got our house. And how, what was their reaction? Oh, they were so excited. Everybody just smiles and um, almost in awe, like or that you don't believe it to yeah. a point. But, yeah, it was all kind of starting to settle in. Yeah. Yeah, like the pinching yourself yes. moment. Right? Yeah. Um, and then when did you – uh, when did you first see the home that was eventually going to be yours? <laughs> on the way home from the aquarium, because okay. we we were told which one it was going to be, and so on our on our right way home, we stopped over there and kind of walked around and uh, pictured where we put our furniture and whose room was going to be what, and yeah, it was really exciting. And the house was still in sort of the frame, like pre drywall, if you will, kind of phase. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But you knew you could see where like they would have like the water and and everything where it was going to be installed and <laughs> so it gave you a chance to picture it, dream it. Yes, very much. I think we'd walk, we'd go over there every day and walk around inside. Just we couldn't wait to move in. 
And so then another day eventually came where, and I don't know how this exactly worked. I know like when, when I bought a house, at some point somebody gave me a key yeah. <laughs> and that was right. And that was the exciting moment. So what was that moment for you? And, and then how was that? Oh, I, I, oh my gosh. I was in, I was in shock. It, we did our home dedication. Um, I believe it was January 31st, it's right? A, the very end of January. And yeah, it was so exciting, though. We had uh, a good turnout. People come around that were volunteers, and they all gather around and kind of welcome you into your home. And It's a process that pre-COVID, yeah. you know, was <laughs> much easier to do. And we like to honor the volunteers that worked on the home and celebrate the family. So we call it a home dedication. Yeah. And so um, it, it was a single home dedication, which is also very nice because the focus can be completely on Jody, which is nerve wracking <laughs> for families because they talk, they tell their story a little bit. They say thank you to uh, those who worked on the home. We have um, we do a home blessing. Um, we really make it, uh, you know, a, a full experience. Maybe have a couple of folks that knew Jody, introduced Jody, anyone that wants to kind of talk and share. Uh, even the kids are welcome to do that. But um, then, you know, in the end, she actually gets to get handed the key and cut the ribbon on the door. And, you know, it's official. It's official. <laughs> it's official. Yeah. And how did that moment feel? I mean, just the cutting the ribbon. Oh, the best. I Oh, undescribable, though. Mm-hmm. Like, you just can't believe it. it. But it's so real at the same time. And that sense of security, I would say, like, that me and my kids were always going to have this home. And no matter what, there is always that home to come to come home to for them. You know, even when they're older, if they want to come home, they can, you know. Yeah. In her name. In her name. Just her yeah. name. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. So the house you're saying. Yeah. So yes. Just in your name. Mm-hmm. Yes. How long have you been living in the house now? A little over, like about three and a half years. Okay. Yeah. And how has, how has that, the process, the home changed your life? It's just made me realize that, yeah, anything you put your mind to, you can, you can do. And it's that sense of security. Um, something I didn't have for a long time. Like you didn't know what would happen next, especially in the rentals. Like you don't know if those owners are ever going to sell or anything. And you just, to have that home that I knew that I was going to have forever. Like it just, it really just really boosted you up, I would say. And um, I ended up having like a really good reassurance and I decided to take real estate classes um, back in December through COCC. And and I believe it was May, I uh, passed my test. So I'm a licensed real estate agent now. And yeah, just life just keeps going up. <laughs> well, congratulations <laughs> Thank on, you. on that and becoming a licensed real estate agent. However many years ago back when this started, or let's maybe go back to 2011, right, yeah. when you became a single mom. Yeah. Uh, would you have ever thought then that you would be where you are now? No. At that time, it was just, there was so much, I had went through the abuse and you just kind of feel down and like you were going to be stuck there in that kind of life forever. And I just, I didn't want that for my kids. I wanted, I wasn't raised like that. My parents were together for a very long time in California and, you know, maybe like a, like a middle class growing up. And so being on that opposite end where I was low income and you just feel kind of stuck on your own, you know, like that you wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough time at that at that moment. And how much credit would you give Habitat for Humanity for for getting you from there to here? Oh, like I give them almost all the credit. <laughs> they boosted me up, you know, to to make me feel better, know that that there is this program that I could have that opportunity in life for me and my kids. 
And I'm guessing Jody's going to give all the credit. I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> Dee Dee. I'm guessing Dee Dee's going to give all the credit to you or a big chunk of it, right? Yeah, they do the work. I mean, yeah. it's uh, yeah. I, I get to I get to push a little bit at times um, with families, but you know, I, I can say there was a change in Jody from when I first met her to who she is today. I can see that the core of who Jody is as a kind, loving friendly, honest human being, hardworking is still, that is 100% Jody. Um, but who she is and the, the way she carries herself is a very, is a very different person today. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's a really wonderful example. Yeah. Yeah. I sometimes wish, uh, there were cameras <laughs> in these interviews because, if, you know, if everyone right. could see you, you just glow. Oh, yeah. thank right. you. It, it, yeah, it's really powerful. I mean, there's clearly a, a it was life changing yeah. yeah. habitat for humanity. Is I'd recommend everybody to do it if they can. So <laughs> that's qualified. so you anticipated the next question I was going to yeah. ask would oh. be something like what What would you say to someone who's in your was in your situation right from 2011 or or similar? Yeah. You know, uh, what would you say to those people right now? That to just start like just you know step by step try to fix their credit. You know pay down any bills that they have that were had maybe gone to collections um just start the whole process and talk to habitat um they were it was such a big help like i you just don't believe that you can get out of that situation until you just kind of talk to people and and start following the steps yeah we we've definitely grown the program a little more since um since jody was in it too Uh, you know the feedback that we take from everybody that goes through it is is certainly helpful but people that just because we're if we're not in an open application cycle we start working with uh, anyone in the community as a client. Basically, they just give us permission. We do a soft credit poll. We say, here's what's here. It's a confidential process. It's a one-on-one engagement on mortgage readiness. We don't steer them necessarily to, to just our program. But if somebody says, owning a home is for me, I'm going to give you all of the affordable housing options that I'm aware of. And um, But we're going to keep working on that process. We're going to check in every month. What I would say to people is not to self-deselect themselves just because they look at the income guidelines or they look at the website and say, I don't have that credit score yet. It, you know, to keep going with that one step. Uh, there's just fill the form out. Let's sit down and look at it. And then you decide from there. Do you want to let's coach through this? What do you want to do? How do you want this to look? Um, Jody just locked into it and was like, I'm, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And so and you can. And for some people, some some folks, it takes a year to get there. But we do a couple of cycles every year. So you can get there. I just hope for me is a really big thing. And I want through Jody's story for people to know, you know, it can take eight months or it can take 12 months and it can be, you know, what you want it to be if you put in the time and the effort for it. But we're going to try to coach you through the process as best we can. Just follow all the steps. Yeah. And, and don't self-eliminate. That, right. I don't. Like that. Yeah. That's, that's, I, yeah. That I think really people do that. They that, self-deselect yeah. themselves because they think I can't do this, that I'm not there yet. And um, that's not what it's about. It's a re- we're, we'll work with you to get you there. Yes. To what extent does your habitat experience and um, and then your experience of buying a home, is that part of why you wanted to become a real estate agent? It is. Yeah. Just, I mean, how I how it felt to have your first home and just just to have that opportunity to see their faces when they have their first home. And I thought it's just so beneficial. Um, it's something I've always kind of been interested in. But, but yeah, Habitat really kind of pushed me along to that way where I, I knew that's where I really was going to go. Is there anything else either one of you would like to add 
I know it's hard for folks like we're we're working really hard to go out into the community now and we're starting to do some programming with the different populations uh, of folks that are out there to sort of let them know, especially the underserved populations that don't think they can do it or can, can have that. And so that's a really important part of our growth process that is happening through our department right now. We have you know, some Spanish-speaking staff, and we're going to go to them. We're going we're gonna to host some listening groups, and we want to hear what people say about what's hard about the process, or how come you didn't come to us, or how can we make it so that it's a little bit easier to get you there to homeownership, those underserved populations that just definitely had a harder time with it and never were able to have homeownership in their history. So doing that on your own without somebody to give you a down payment is a really, people don't know the programs that are out there. Like, this is great that Jody's going into real estate because she has the empathy and she has the knowledge to know, oh, oh, you don't have a down payment? Oh, well, there's this thing called a match savings program yes. through this agency. Or let's look at some other types of lending that we might be able to make this work. And she's got the community connections and resources now because she's been there. She's done that part of the process. But not everybody knows about that. And so it's really great to have people that have like pulled themselves up by the bootstraps and are now there yeah. to kind of help others along in that in that process. Yeah. So there's so much more that we can do together and um, and so much more that we have to offor, I think, in terms of homeownership. I would, I <laughs> our community is like, if we don't have those workers, if we can't get homeownership into, you, how, how long are you going to stand in line for your grocery store? What, you know, how yeah. many months is it going to be before you get to that doctor's appointment? And, mm-hmm. you know, who are the people that are, are serving you? And you just have to open your eyes and look around and say, wow, this is a loss. We're going to lose the vibrancy of our community if we don't wrap around this and, you know, make it happen. It's not easy. We subsidize a lot on every single home that we build. And the funding stack to make it work is like Jody can qualify for X amount of a loan when she came into a program. Well, that's not even... It doesn't cover. It's not a tenth of the home's value and what it it costs for us to build that. And so um, what it takes to make it happen takes us all. Um, Her, what she can qualify for, is a very big, important part of that process. And so she put everything she had, all of her funding and all of her finances into buying that home, just like any one of us would do. But in, you know, I don't... don't have to tell the community how hard it is to um, buy a home in Bend right yes. now in Central Oregon. No, no, that that's right, and, and and I'm really glad that you brought brought up the piece about supplementing, if if that's yeah. the right word. Yeah. Uh, the the people, my understanding is, uh, apply for what they can afford. Yep. And what, what they were able to do. Mm-hmm. And, and is there assistance for down payment as well? There is. So we try to partner with uh, Neighbor Impact and Housing Works. Okay. So those are the two community agencies that offer match savings programs through the state. And so it's a, usually a three-to-one match. And so they save up for their closing costs. So that is piece is taken care of. The families contribute a certain amount of funding themselves. And then they have 33% of their gross income or the household income is what becomes their mortgage payment. So that includes their property taxes or homeowners insurance and all of that. However, uh, we do have partners in the state. We do have partners in the city, those funding sources for affordable housing. But that still leaves Habitat with about 250000 per home that we have to fundraise for. So, And the community has stepped up wonderfully, but it takes all of us to make that yeah. Yeah, it takes a village, <laughs> right? It really, really does. So, um, but yeah, there, there's uh, the family's piece of it is pretty big too. I mean, that it's important. Yeah. It's important. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can, very, very clearly, right? Yeah. It, don't, it, it doesn't work right? yeah. without that. Yeah. Without that part of it. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, uh, Jody, are you still doing some uh, volunteering with Habitat? 
I was going to volunteer on our, my house that's getting built next door. There's a, well, another, another lot going to be moving okay. in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll be volunteering over there. Yep. That's so great. another single mom will be moving <laughs> into that home. And oh, so man. Jody can I actually <laughs> put, put a hammer in her hand again. Yes. Yeah. All right. And, and maybe even be a mentor. <laughs> or, yeah. Yes. Yeah. To an extent, right? Yes, How definitely. does that feel? Yeah. Oh, I love it. No, just to, to show people or be able to tell people that, you know, it's, like not out of reach. There's there's things that you can do to get yeah. to this point in life too. No matter how old you are, I'm almost 46 now. So, oh, you're young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're never too old. No, yeah. well, that, no, that, that's a great message. And and you're young. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. But. but you made a career change. Yeah. You know, yeah. in your in your late 40s, and yeah. so that's pretty impressive too. That's true. Thank Another you. really yeah. courageous choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure, Judy, and, and that you followed through with and got done. That's amazing. Yeah, it's all amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, anything else? We'll. Uh... I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank you for having us in. Thank you yeah. so much. I'm going to turn this off. Okay. You've been listening to a KPOV Critical Conversation. To hear more engaging interviews on important topics, please visit kpov.org slash critical conversations.